1: Welcome back to the Maury Povich Show. I'm Maury Povich. Today we have a very special guest. New Orleans Saints coach Joe Vitt is here with us, and he is ready to prove he is not the father of the bounty program. Are you ready, Joe?
0: Yes, I am, Maury. Joe,
1: you said you never fantasized about running a threat barb over with a tractor and then lighting his dead body on fire. Is that correct? That's right, Maury. The test results say you lied. You also said you never offered money to a bounty pool to injure Brett Fogg. Our test results say you told the truth about that. I never paid for no bounties, Maury. You also told us you never got hammered at Pat O's last month, called Roger Goodell a huge, flaming, power-hungry piece of shit despot, then passed out in your own vomit.
0: That's right, Maury.
1: Our test results say you lied.
0: Fuck Adele. Fucking you, Maury. I gotta get me some ready for some training
2: camp. All
1: right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Walbro. As always, <laughs> we are joined by. Kevin Hill from McKean Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello from Canal Street Chronicle. Uh, Dave, I'm going to start with you. And I have, I have this interesting theory about um, what Joe Vitt did this week where he's like, I'll take a lie detector test, I'll sign an affidavit. I think it's a case of Joe Vitt laying the groundwork as a great coach for motivation and team building. Where, look, we all know the Saints had a bounty program. Was it, did they intentionally try to injure people? Eh, maybe, maybe not. But I think Joe Vitt caught the NFL in a bullshit lie, and he jumped on it because it's a way for him. You notice, not only did he say that the NFL lied about it, but he's like, I want to prove my guys that, that we didn't do this. And it, I think it's a way for him to, to prove to the team that, hey, I'm with you guys on defense. And this is bullshit, and Roger Goodell is against this. And I think it was a good way for him to lay the groundwork of sort of us versus the world for the whole year.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think me and a lot of other Saints fans are sort of banking on that, uh, us versus the world attitude, because I think that that's going to give the Saints the best chance of having a successful season, especially given the handicap that they're now faced to deal with. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, all these denials—they start to make you think, like maybe some of this actually isn't true. I mean, I think we all have to acknowledge that there was a pay-for-performance system that was, and, and money was being spread around. Uh, I really don't think it's a big deal because, uh, for the most part, it seems like it was all between the players. Uh, I don't know about Ornstein, I don't know about Bid or any of that. And if that's the case, you know, there's there's no issue there. And I really don't think that they were out to injure people, uh, intentionally. I think they were out really just to lay some wood on people, which is part of the game and what everybody does. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, like I said, the more, the more, the more stringently all these people fight it, including Joe Vitt and the coaches, um, you know, the more I, I wonder whether, how much validity there is to it. The evidence that Goodell showed, that the NFL showed, um, if this was a court of law, it's weak talk. Um, it's not the court of law. It's the NFL system here. So uh, they don't need to, you know, prove much. They don't, you know, they don't need to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, they don't need to do anything like that. So, um, which is the main reason why I'm, I'm really hoping to keep my fingers crossed that Filma's case goes, makes it to trial and they have to have a discovery process and, and all of the evidence has to be released because I really want to see all of it. I, I really, I want to, I want to lay everything out on the table. Uh, and I just, let's see what every, let's see what everybody's holding. Well,
1: Dave, you bring up a good point about the, the NFL's evidence. Kevin, they released their evidence. They, they released all their evidence this week supposedly or what they wanted us to see. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, the Saints are proven guilty of sucking ass at PowerPoint. Um could you hire an intern or a ten year old? You could have some more fun with the PowerPoint. Um but Kevin really? I thought that was hilarious by the way. I mean I mean
2: that, that, that made the whole thing to me this whole summer, the PowerPoint presentations it really made this whole thing worth it. I mean I really got a good laugh out of that. I mean you could it was it was really unreadable <laughs>
1: I mean, seriously. Come on, man. Mix in some colors on your fonts. Holy
2: shit. These guys aren't the most creative, uh, people in the world. We, we, we know that they play football. That's the I think
1: Kevin would have, I think Kevin or, or Hans or somebody, if the Saints would say like, hey, we need a guy to come in and make some fun PowerPoint, uh, stuff, some gifts to, uh, to spice up the pregame meeting. I think Kevin, you would, you'd be, you'd be available, right?
0: Uh, yes, I think, Lord knows I am certainly available for, uh, for employment. But,
1: <laughs> but Kevin, what does it say about the NFL and this, their evidence that they released that it's so sloppy? I mean, they, they couldn't even get Mike Triplett's name right. Joe Vitt, <laughs> they, 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 they say they don't use, they, they don't use evidence supposedly that they have against Joe Vitt for his suspension. To suspend him longer, they say they don't use that fact that he supposedly contributed to the bounty five grand. They don't use it against him for his suspension, but they use it against the players. And some of the evidence they submitted came after the players were after the players were suspended. So what does it say about the NFL? Are they incompetent or do they just not give a shit and they're like, it doesn't matter how we present this evidence because it's not a court of law and if it's got giant holes in it, now, so what?
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. And I mean, look, I was looking at that PowerPoint, and <laughs> I, I got to be honest when, when I first saw the look, I first saw the PowerPoint on Deadspin. And when I saw the PowerPoint on Deadspin, I thought, holy shit, somebody, somebody let uh, Drew uh, Drew McGary uh, get his hands on on PowerPoint and just fuck around with it. And I, I thought it was a giant joke. I honestly thought it was a spoof of of what the alleged PowerPoint was supposed to be, and when and when I actually was reading more of it, and then started to read the actual story and realized, oh shit, this is the PowerPoint. I was like, okay, Greg Williams ought to be suspended for indefinitely for 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 having the computer skills of a fucking child. I mean,
2: (laughs) don't insult children like that. I mean,
0: well, look, I mean. I don't think Greg Williams. But he's guilty. He's guilty of being, of being stupidly over enthusiastic, and leaving a trail of breadcrumbs to anything that that would lead people to think that he's some diabolical mastermind. Listen, after seeing that 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 fucking the the PowerPoint, uh, that that should convince people that Greg Williams isn't capable of masterminding. (laughs)
3: So I'm gonna tell it, Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
0: Shit, the guy couldn't put together a fucking comprehensive grocery list. Okay, I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced. I'm convinced his wife handles everything for him, or his kids handle everything for him. I, that's that's it. I mean, you know, I'm beginning to wonder how, how, may, how much help he was getting from his assistants uh, when he's coordinating defenses because this guy does not fucking know PowerPoint. He's good at motivating, and he left a trail of breadcrumbs about his stupid motivational techniques showing Dog the Bounty Hunter. And the other thing about the PowerPoint is on the kill shots uh, table, you got a whole slew of guys that were raking in. Alleged. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm saying tons of money. I'm sure it's like maybe hundreds or thousands. But guys that are on this list that were not suspended, that were Roman not suspended. Harper. So, oh, Roman Harper is the guy that jumped out. So you're telling me that you gotta, you gotta throw Jonathan Vilma under the bus. You gotta get rid of Greg Williams. You gotta take out Scott Fujita, and you gotta take out Anthony Hargrove. Yet. Yet Roman Harper is 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 still, you know, is, is A-OK. Like, his name hasn't come up once from anybody uh, related to the league. You haven't heard – I haven't heard his name mentioned by any of the national media people. So it's just – I'm just sitting here – I'm just, you know, reading it wondering, what about the inconsistencies? Because what this, what this points to and helps solidify in my own mind is that the NFL knew about it Realized that it was still going on. Probably said, shit, we should have just come in from the beginning, put the quick kibosh on it, and just shut it down. But instead, it's steamrolled. It's gotten worse. Things look bad while we're trying to push for an 18 game season. And, and we're trying to push for player safety at the same time. So, we gotta, we gotta hammer people quick. So, let's get this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. Boom. Stick it to him. And, and, and we'll wipe our hands and call it a day. I yeah, mean, that really, that really plays up that fucking narrative.
1: Well, I think it's true. And Dave, you brought up a good point about how the, the players aren't, you know, Anthony Hargrove, you know, are saying, yeah, he used the Eddie Murphy defense. wasn't me. Uh, it's interesting to me because, to me, the the players don't seem to have really anything to gain by screaming from the mountaintop if this wasn't, it, you know, and lying about it, and if, if they knew it was all true, because they're not going to get their suspension reduced and whatever. So, to me, what do you think Anthony Hargrove and, and Vitt and... Vim, what do you think they hope to get out of, out of this? That's what I'm, I'm trying At, to figure out.
2: Yeah, well actually, actually, I mean, while you were asking your question, I mean, I, I feel like it's sort of sitting in mean, this, is, this actually kind of goes against what I said earlier about more players speak out, maybe the more I believe them, because actually, as you were asking the question, I kind of realized, um they really don't have anything to lose. They, they know what their fate is going to be. They, they realize they're appealing to Cadell, the first, same person that, that handed out the punishment, so that's pointless. Um, they realize basically what's going to happen: that the, the end is in sight, and so and, and the worst that it's going to be is their suspensions and the loss of checks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think that they, they they might say to themselves, "Well, then I might as well." cause the stir and mm. proclaim my innocence and can just continue to pitch and moan and, and, and make it seem like uh, I'm innocent. I got nothing to lose at this point. So I might as well try and save a little face here and maybe try to sway some, uh, curry some favor and sway some decisions um, and maybe get a little, a few more people on my side. Um, so actually, to be honest with you, uh, if you, if you wonder why they're being more vocal now than they've ever been? Maybe, uh maybe
1: that's why. Kevin, your thoughts?
2: Can you repeat that last part to me?
1: What do you think? What do you think the players are hoping to gain by uh s- screaming their innocence? I mean, they're not going to get their suspension oh, oh, oh,
0: reduced. Just, just yeah. Oh yeah. Just, I mean, just a modicum of. Of, uh, some, I mean, it's, 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 it's just, uh, maybe, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say self-respect, maybe a little bit of added, uh, self-worth, maybe. It's something like, well, I didn't just sit here and take it from the league, so I'm gonna scream and shout and I'm still gonna get sent to my room, but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to my room and I'm gonna kick the door, uh, on my way in and,
2: That's that's
0: a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And, you know, my, my siblings, you know, my other play, the other players, they'll, they'll, you know, sit there or come up to the door and say, man, that's, man, that's, that's tough that dad made you do that. You didn't even do, (laughs) you didn't even do anything that bad. You didn't, I mean, you, you know.
1: I do that all all the time, goddammit.
0: (laughs) But dad thinks you did this, but you didn't really do that. All that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I think it's that, and I think it's maybe to get some of the fans to just say, you know what, the NFL is covering its ass, is just is you know, maybe maybe trumping some shit up, uh, not being straight, and how should we take them serious? But honestly, what I, what I kind of hope comes out of this is I kind of hope some fans, you know, wise up and and maybe start to call out the NFL PA a little bit for for saying, you know. You're bitching and complaining about Goodell having all the authority. Well, you clowns gave him all the authority to be the judge, jury, and the executioner.
1: Yeah, but how many players – I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how many players does this really affect? I mean, were they, were they going to go to the wall for that so that four players a year can avoid getting boned over by Raj? <laughs>
0: you know, I mean, it, it's not even – but here's the thing, though. It's not even the Saints – and, and, you know, I mean, you're saying, yeah, it's four players to make sure that, that they aren't boned over by, uh, by by the ginger hammer, but uh, there's always going to be guys in the future. There's always going to be somebody in the – you know, James Harrison is eventually going to retire. There are going to be guys that are going to take his place that are going to want to pop the shit out of the opposing player because that's what – that's what they think they're supposed to do. That that's what will keep them employed. That's what will excite the fans and all that good shit. That's what will win them games. Is is knocking you know knocking a fucking dude on his ass
1: until they outlaw tackling in 2021. Right. <laughs>
0: so, uh, right and so the, the the point is you fight these. You gotta fight the small fights. It's it's look. I, I can't can't believe I'm actually dropping a fucking quote from the American president here. <laughs> but it's not a, no, no, you don't fight the fights you can win. You fight the fights that need fighting. You fight the fights that, you fight the fights that need fighting. And yeah, yeah it may only be four guys or five guys this time, but it's about setting precedent and, and, and saying, okay, we are going to go to the mat for group, for players right now because they're going to be the guy, the retired guys tomorrow who are going to need help from the league and, you know, we're going to need the league to, you know, do certain things, make certain, uh, uh, to, they're going to have to acquiesce to certain things. And this is how it's going to get there. It's all about stupid negotiations. It's all about negotiations over the little things now.
1: Yeah. And I think you're probably right. I mean, they, they sort of, the, the they were so desperate both sides to get a deal done. They sort of rushed it through, you know, and I think, it Probably in hindsight, maybe the players would have thought, you know what, maybe we should have gone public with with the NFL Goodell being inflexible over wanting this much power. Because then if it would have got out there that said, hey, the reason the deal isn't getting done is because Goodell wants all this power and no uh, appeals, no real appeals process if something comes before him. I think then maybe the outcry would have been, God damn it, Goodell give in to this, who cares, we want football, and I think maybe it would have put pressure back on Goodell to sort of acquiesce to that, but it got rushed through, you know, everybody was so desperate for the deal, it just got wrapped up, and it was one of those things that, you know, I don't remember anybody, Dave, I don't remember when the deal was getting done, or it, even when it finally got done, I don't remember anybody mentioning this as like, oh, the players are going to regret that, but I I, no.
2: mean, I'm, I, mean, I mean, as far as Goodell's concerned, no, I mean, that was never that was never really, you know, one of the sticking points or or one of the issues that was holding up the deal you know it was always about the money or it was always about safety or something like that but you know uh the 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 power situation how much power should goodell have like you said ralph i don't remember i don't remember anybody bringing that up and saying well maybe you know maybe he shouldn't have uh so much power i mean he's had he has as much power now as he's always had um i think it's more a question of how much and how often he's decided to use it. And he's decided that he's going to be a – I would say he's decided that he's going to be a more active commissioner, and he's going to stick his nose in in a lot of people's business.
1: Ah, yes, he has. The ginger hammer is up in your business. Kevin, today Twitter broke, and I got really, really excited because I figured that Drew Brees signed – um, they have a war somewhere. Somebody got a nuclear bomb dropped on them.
2: Oh, we're getting into this. All right.
1: Or no, so a the, the Kardashian was pregnant. So if I hang up,
2: up in the middle of this, because I have to go.
1: Okay. So, Kevin. I do want to listen. So, Kevin. Drew I'll Reeves, hang up and listen. Drew Brees, he didn't get signed. But he did make an apology, I think, kind of Uh-oh. sort of, when he said, that he compared the NFL's case to the, the case for weapons of mass destruction for the war in Iraq because all the political people came out from the left and the right and the military because they thought he was making some sort of political campaign or some shit. All I, all I thought was he was saying that, you know what, the NFL said they had all this fucking evidence and I'm looking at it and it's a shitty PowerPoint and maybe they don't.
2: Wait before before Kevin goes off. Let yeah. me just say that it was it was at least nice that Drew Brees we could tell that Drew Brees actually tweeted something from his own mind
1: uh, <laughs> as opposed
2: to as as opposed to the normal crap that goes out of his Twitter account, he's which is sponsored Brees. by
1: Jimmy
2: Right, correct, right, right. So uh, it was that it was that good. And, and I, the other thing I would say is, is maybe there's a reason why he's not allowed to tweet so much.
1: <laughs> Kevin, you're, the floor is yours. Okay, so
0: (laughs) I check my Twitter feed when I'm at work, because that's the kind of guy I am. I'm a lazy schnook uh, sometimes.
2: Uh, And I see this
0: tweet, and I'm like, I'm immediately retweeting this, because, wow, this this was kind of crazy and out there from, of all people, Drew fucking Breeze. And so I responded, you know, Drew says... If NFL fans were told there were, quote, weapons of mass destruction enough time, enough times, they'd believe it. But what happens when you don't find any? I responded to him, you re-elect the guy, right? (laughs) And a lot of people thought that was funny.
2: It is funny. You
0: know, people clearly had to have taken the Drew Brees thing as a joke or maybe not as a joke, but as something that's just like saying, okay, this is what this is. In that, in those sentences, you didn't hear the word soldier, military, war, or anything else. And yet, yet I the next day, actually, yeah, the next day, I'm I'm seeing tweets from people saying, "Well, Drew Brees is catching flack for his tweet," and I'm like, "Really? About what?" About what? That there's no WMV option now at Jimmy John's underneath uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Big Popper or the Fat Tony or whatever the fuck one of those eight-inch subs is called? And instead, it's like, no, no, it's totally legit. People were pissed and thought he was going after the armed forces. Drew, tie a yellow fucking ribbon around the old oak tree breeze and suddenly anti-military? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Drew Brees would have fucked you could have put Drew Brees on, on SEAL team six and they wouldn't have needed to go up the fucking staircase. He'd have he'd have fired a fucking spiral right into Bin Laden's fat, stupid, bearded head, and end of story. <laughs> the man the man loves the troops. The man the man probably wears uh, the man probably drapes himself in the American flag when he goes home, when he's not drinking his NyQuil or rolling around in bed, or any of that shit, okay? The man loves the troops. He loves the troops. Does anybody, does anybody fucking remember the controversy he started or the non-troversy he fucking started like two years ago when he was talking yeah. about visiting Guantanamo Bay? He went to visit fucking Guantanamo Bay for the troops. Nobody goes to fucking Guantanamo. <laughs> they go have dinner. yellow ribbon round nobody the old tree goes, goes. Nobody fucking goes to Guantanamo. Nobody goes to Guantanamo. Drew Brees went to fucking Guantanamo. You know what he did when he was in Guantanamo? He got on a fucking flak jacket, turned his cap backwards, and fired off a few rounds yeah. of a sniper rifle. The guy looked like a fucking badass. He was Billy Badass, okay? And people are going to say, oh, he doesn't like military, he's, he's anti-military. No, he's anti-stupid fucking decisions based on <laughs> shoddy fucking evidence. Okay? That's what he's anti. That's what he's fucking anti. That's what anybody with half a fucking brain is anti. Stupid decisions based on shoddy yeah. fucking evidence. And now it's, uh, Drew Brees, Drew, what else? Did, why does Drew Brees hate America? Why does Drew Brees hate freedom? And Was this part with that report
2: I,
1: mean,
0: was this, was this fact I, off. I don't know where I was coming from. I, you read I, that I, tweet, Kevin,
1: that tweet murdered Lee Greenwood. That's how un-American was.
0: Let me tell you something. That Lee Greenwood song, that, that God Bless the USA, look, God Bless the USA is a tired fucking song. It's a tired song, okay? You want, you want, you, look, Give me Ray Charles singing, singing uh, "America the Beautiful," or give me Bruce Springsteen covering this land, uh, covering uh, Woody Guthrie's uh, "This Land is Your Land." Okay, give me that. Don't give me, don't give me "God Bless the USA. Because you know what? I'll bet you it's the folks that think "God Bless the USA" should be the new national anthem. Those are probably the fuckers that think Drew Brees was bashing on the soldiers. Okay, those are the fuckers. That we're bashing Drew Brees, probably. I haven't seen a single one of these folks, because I'm dying to go after them. I'm dying to go after them. I'm dying to, okay? I engaged a fucking documentary filmmaker out of the fucking blue and kept at it. What makes you think I'm going to stay away from some schmuck who thinks he's going to condescend on Drew fucking Brees about his love for the troops?
2: Kevin how,
0: Kevin, how does it make Drew you feel? This <laughs> Drew Brees, you know, Drew Brees is his own one-man battalion, and you're gonna tell him, <laughs> oh no, he he fucking he, he hates the military, he hates the troops. I guarantee. Oh, he's he's uh, he's you know he, he's hanging out with Pelosi and and, and Reed all the time, and, and Bill Ayers, and I'll bet you I'll bet you he bet you when he goes to church, he's really listening to podcasts of Reverend Wright. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck wait, you, wait, 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 wait. And, and, and last question. On. I want to know.
2: How, I want to know how Kevin feels that Sean Tamsalon's uh, article made it as as evidence against the Saints that the Saints had a bounty hey man, program. Listen,
0: I'm on Drew. I'm on Drew Brees line I'm America. out of here. <laughs> you fucker. Drew Breeze Drew Brees is Captain Fucking America. Okay. The man's Captain America on the football field, and we're gonna sit here and say. He said WMDs, so he doesn't love America. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. The man loves capitalism. The man loves... His Twitter feeds is nothing but capitalism. will this. Jimmy John's that. Product placement here. Please buy this. Here's me rubbing Vicks Vic's VapoRub on my kid's chest. That's all it is. He's a fucking capitalist. He's a pure-blooded capitalist. Who fires sniper rifles hanging out with the troops in fucking Guantanamo? In Guantanamo?
1: Yeah, how many other. He doesn't
0: empathize. I mean, how many other fucking celebrities are going to Guantanamo? Sean Penn? Please,
1: somebody Is on Sean Twitter, Penn? look
0: that up and tell me. Tell me how many. I, I, I would be surprised. <laughs> I, I surprise me, Twitter. Please.
2: <laughs> surprise. can
0: tell me. Trooper, look. Drew Brees is sitting here fucking tweeting photos of house spiders, and he's got people attacking his patriotism and his credibility. This is this is incredulous. This is incredulous. He's 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 one of the he it, he's the fucking he's a goddamn American virtue. He's a fucking American virtue. I don't know what you mean. Ta- I I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. The man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, <laughs> the man, the man bleeds red, white, and blue. What, I, 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 I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't get this. And you know what? I tell you what. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it another step. I'll do a full fucking 180 on you, too. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this Inception Mind shit?
1: Yes, yeah, I
0: am. So the fuck what? If he said, if he said something specific about the war, about any war, so the fuck what? So the fuck what? We at you know, going to war ain't the fucking John Wayne film. We all want it we all want to believe it is. It isn't.
1: Well, here's it a, isn't. here's the thing, Kevin, with with athletes and and celebrities and. You know, if this is the dumbest,
0: if if this right here, if this right here is the dumbest quote unquote thing that Drew Brees will ever say on Twitter, he is light fucking years ahead of many, many athletes. If this is the biggest controversy he's going to face as a pro athlete in the the national stage, he's light years ahead of other people.
1: Well, I just think, I think people on people, they say they want, athletes and politicians and everybody to be honest and and give opinions and talk about stuff. But what they mean is they want them to give opinions that they agree with. And and Lord help you if you're an actor or an athlete or a singer and you give a political statement or something that somebody disagrees with. What's the first thing they say? Shut up and play football. Shut up and sing. Well, you know what? In your life, if you're a if you're a plumber or whatever the fuck you do, people don't say, "You're just a fucking plumber. Shut the fuck up and do my You know, anybody can have opinions about whatever the fuck they want.
0: Right. It's base. It's it, listen. It's if you're a singer, if you're a singer, an actor. If you, yeah, if you're one of those celebrities and you have a political opinion, it's and 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 hey, I've seen the left do this shit. But granted, it's the left doing it to the lady from Northern Exposure or Ted fucking Nugent or Craig T. Nelson. So, you know, that's, that's partially weighted or Victoria Jackson. So it's, it's, it's either, well, you know, if they don't like this, they can, you know, it's, it's, if they don't like this, they can get out or, or, or it's, man, I wish they would just shut up and play, and play their music or, or just act in movies. Or if it's, you know, somebody like I mentioned, Craig T. Nelson or Victoria Jackson, it's, wait, where the hell have you, what the hell have you tobaccos been doing lately? Are you guys even celebrities anymore? It's that. So everybody fucking does it all because you don't agree with them on, on something. so all of a sudden it becomes like this royal indictment on, on who you are. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's fucking not. If Craig T. Nelson thinks something – and you don't agree with it, fine. The guy from coach and you don't agree on something. You can bring it up with him at brunch uh next weekend if you'd like. Oh, you don't hang out with him? Then why are you fucking getting upset about this? Why well, are you getting bent out of shape? If if listen, if if fucking Craig T. Nelson suddenly says
1: Craig T. Nelson. Yes,
0: Craig T Nelson. Craig T Nelson is actually still alive, and he's still getting royalties for, for Poltergeist. If if <laughs> Craig T Nelson suddenly says we need to grind up all the puppies and turn them into a new fuel source for the country,
1: puppies are delicious.
0: Fine, then you can get upset. Then you can get upset. If if somebody's if if I don't know some fucking lefty pick a pick a lefty I don't know fucking Barbra Streisand. If Barbra Streisand someday says we need to turn all babies into uh flash drive for our computers or something. <laughs> then raise an objection. Then raise an objection. But then get worked up a little bit. But nobody's saying let's go destroy stuff and murder people and all that kind of crap. Everybody just chill the fuck out and relax. And not only on that... But realize, have the common fucking sense to process when a man just says WMD, he's not impugning the military. He's not. If somebody says, where the fuck are the WMDs? That's not a cue to, to point and say, you don't like America. Why don't you love the troops? Why do you hate freedom? No, this is not that. This is not that. Well, okay? okay. So wise the fuck up, people. Wise the fuck up, screw the sinking cap on your head, and stay fucking frosty, okay? Well stay frosty. I,
1: I wanna this just popped into my head. Um, and this this is not sort of a pleasant topic to think about, but I'm gonna put it out there. Well, anyway. I already
0: just addressed this. I mean, I've already I've already well, handled politics and celebrities, so what else do we have? Well,
1: you know look, we we know there's a big chunk of people on Twitter that uh, are just full on retard[s] and I'm talking about the people that threaten. Yeah, obviously. The, I'm talking about the people that threaten athletes when they lose a game. Like that poor guy for San Francisco that was concussed and what he fumbled three punts in the NFC Championship game.
0: I think it was two, but but yeah, two. I mean the last one he fumbled is what cost him.
1: You know, and he was like, con- you know, I mean, he, or he was in the game because like the first three punt returners were all out, so they were like, we, we gotta have somebody catch a punt. And like Twitter people were like threatening to kill him. And I'm worried that because of Twitter and social media and people knowing where athletes live and where they are, I'm worried that eventually something on Twitter is going to go to that next level. And then, as the kids like to say, "shit gets real." And I worry that it will forever change Kevin how athletes. And fans interact. It's different now than it was 20 years ago or 50 years. I mean, I was watching something on Fox uh, after an Astros game. They were saying, you know, back when the players took the train in baseball, they would hang out with the fans and they would go. You, the guy was like, hey, we, we asked the player if he wanted to go to dinner. And Ted Williams was on the train and he he went with me and my dad to dinner. We didn't even know him. We just took him out and hung out. So player and, and fan relationships were one way, and then they changed a little. And they're there they're Different even more, but if something happens violent to a player because of Twitter or social media, which I think is maybe a 10, 15% chance happening, how will it affect, do you think, how players and fans interact? Uh, how could it sort of change that dynamic in a drastic way?
0: Well, 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 well I, let me tell you this. First of all, if my dad, if he ever listens to one of my podcasts ever, you know, Maybe hug me once in a while, you old man. Uh, <laughs> if he were to listen to to one of these to this podcast, he would immediately stop and tell me you need to tell that Ralph kid that Ted Williams would never fucking dine with any strangers because Ted Williams is an asshole. <laughs> That's not me saying that because I like and respect Ted Williams. My dad had some had a bad run in with Ted Williams as a child and it scarred him for life, and so he th- he thought Ted Williams was the yeah. biggest horse's ass who ever walked the earth. But that that you know that being said. Athletes interacting with fans—it's—it's it's already changed. It's already yeah. changed. I mean, look at Plaxico Burris. Plax shot him, shot his damn self in the leg, carrying a gun in his stupid ass sweatpants because he felt he had to protect himself from uh, from the general public. I mean, but you know, the, I, hell, I read a piece about Bo Jackson from a couple of years ago. Bo Jackson lives in a fucking compound in the middle of nowhere, and he's armed to the teeth. Now I'm not trying to paint him as as. Wait what? Bo
1: Jackson's he's a, he's a he's a he's a hardcore Southern boy. So we'll throw him, you know, but point. Well,
0: well, well, look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to paint Bo Jackson as as some crazy uh, survivalist living out no, in the I'm woods not. writing a manifesto or anything. But because you know I mean the guy lives well got you know got a nice family got. Got stuff and he just wants to be left alone and do his yeah. own thing. And he's not out, you know, riding Lamborghini partying all the time. But you know, this is what athletes do. I mean, shit. The, the last, one of the last times I was in New Orleans, Dave walked me by Drew Brees' house. Now Drew Brees has a nice big fence set up around his house. And he's got one of those, you know, nice canopied thing of the jigs on the side, so that way, you know, potentially if there's a helicopter, they can't really take pictures of, uh, of the property. And he's fully entitled to do that. Now, you put – now, when somebody showed me Drew Brees' house on Google recently, like asking, oh, is this the house you are talking about? I was like, oh, yeah, that's the house. The house didn't have a fence in front of it. So clearly – I'm guessing he put the fence up. Why? Well, it's obvious. The man needs to make sure that any schmuck, because dumbass me, I might have fucking walked up there and rang the doorbell. Now I probably would have just guffawed at him and drooled for about five minutes and be like, oh my God, I love you. You're the best. I would have done that. But Lord knows there are people who may have other nefarious reasons uh, to, to want to be ringing his doorbell. Or there are people who, you know, may go with my intent to knock on the door and want to shake the man's hand and if he opens the door and says dude I don't have time that may trigger something for them that may trigger some stupid memory where maybe you know their mom didn't love them enough or some shit and suddenly they flip out on Drew Brees and create national uh hysteria over it and we don't need that so Drew puts up a fence and everybody's fine but with the way Twitter is in the way fans are interacting, I could definitely see a fan getting drunk and, you know, trying to figure out where an athlete's going to be for like a celebrity thing. I mean, shit. Look at, I mean, look at the athletes that we follow. Well, the few athletes left that I still fucking follow saying, okay. oh, I'm running a camp here or I'm yeah. going to be signing, uh, Jimmy John sandwiches, uh, with Drew Brees at this location. Signing and you Jimmy can get John sandwiches. You could, you can get. You know, oh, Big Vito, that's what it's called, the Big Vito. That's a great sandwich, by the way. No spawn. Um, you can figure out where somebody's going to be doing that stupid shit if you really wanted something to do something bad. And conversely, if an athlete's out in public and runs into some fans that get rowdy and something happened, you can get a situation uh, in, in, in which an athlete takes a swing at a fan. I mean, you know, there's a, a some Pat Oswald movie that came out reached, uh, like a, two years ago that dealt with a fan getting, having a run in with like his, his idol. And I think he gets the shit beaten out of him. And you know, things play out awkwardly from there and not in a comedic way. It was a very dramatic movie and I'd recommend people see it if I can remember the damn name of it. But it, I, 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 I honestly think that. The Plaxico shooting. We're going to see something in the future involving an athlete having to defend himself, and, and, and in which an athlete is going to ha- is going to either shoot, or wound, or seriously maim somebody or a couple of individuals in an act of protection or self-defense, or, or in which he he feels threatened. I can see that happening.
1: Yeah. And and this this podcast suddenly turned into an ESPN roundtable, which is odd for us, being that we usually talk about favorite Beatles songs, and we're usually and you
0: know what Mike Mike Lupica and and uh, and Mitch Album, you clowns are not welcome at the table.
1: No, they're not. I want to. I want you two
0: can go. You two go sit at the children's table. Listen,
1: and this and this is not a political. This is not a political statement in any way, because I, look. I, I love money, so I begrudgingly have accepted that I am a conservative, although in my previous life I wanted to be liberal, I wanted to be liberal, but I just I love money too much. So I finally come to grips with it. But uh I'm I read everything on the web and and there are great writers on the left and there are great writers on the on the right as far as politics. Mike Lupica stick to fucking sports. He is a horrible horrible political columnist. But uh, you know, Kevin, as we, as we sort of, this whole bounty thing, I just, you know, the, the angry hood had, had a good post with Dave and, and, oh it know, was
0: great, it was a great post.
1: And it's just, part of me wants to say, like write a column in channel four, like put it behind us, let's just get ready to play the football finally. And part of me is like, you know what? You can say that all you want, but it ain't going away. It, it, it's going to be bounty, bounty gate, the best, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's going to be that every week of the year. It's going to restart when the Saints defense injures somebody because they are because football is violent and the Saints are going to, somebody on the Saints is going to hit a player from another team. They're going to get hurt and they're going to get taken off. And it's going to start all over again. Or, or,
0: or, or, a safe player is going to get hurt. And then the story will be, well, maybe this was karmic payback or, or do you think there was a bounty on that? Yeah. Or anything like that.
1: No, that's exactly true. And also remember, you know, the whole thing with Mickey Loomis supposedly having the dome wired and blah, blah, blah. Look, that didn't really go anywhere because I think ESPN, they were really, they were really skating on thin ice there. But it doesn't mean that they hadn't stopped looking. You know, we still got uh Viking Gate. We, the Saints still got a lot of skeletons. And if you think Yahoo and ESPN and all these people are suddenly going to stop looking, you're out of your mind. So,
0: oh, Absolutely. It, it, the, the, it, you know, the, the Hootad column, the angry dad column, excuse me, was about, you know, was about moving on. And then today, Vitt comes out and says – Vitt – fucking gets his name in the news. He's like, I'll take a lie detector test. Get Roger Goodell to take a lie detector test. I never said this. Nancy Hargrove said, that was not me on the tape, and blah, 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 and I never had sexual relations with that woman and all that other stuff. So you can't – we cannot get past it. We cannot get to that – we cannot get to the stage of the angry who that opines until kickoff, until kickoff, until game fucking one of the regular season. And even then – even then, it's going to be a resurrection of all of the bad shit. It's going to be that discussion again. If you honestly think that a fucking broadcast with Joe Buck,
2: oh my god, is
0: not going to, kill me, not fucking, fucking hit now, the
2: rewind, oh,
1: not. Geez, you, you don't uh, think you
0: don't think that when Joe Buck is calling a Saints game that they're not going to bring up every fucking thing that happened during the off season,
1: Kevin? That's I would...
0: Absolutely, what's going to happen? That's going to get brought up. Seven times in the first half.
1: Kevin, I think, and then it's going
0: to be, and then it's going to be, you know, it'll be just offhanded. It'll be like, uh, it'll be like he's breathing. It'll be hard hit from Malcolm Jenkins, reminiscent of the bounty gate hits from last season. Well, Troy,
1: yeah, Joe. Kevin, I think we, me, you, and Hans, and maybe Wang, need to start an email chain and come up with bounty bingo. And it can be a bingo card that people can print out during games. And it will have certain words on it. And every time Joe Buck or whatever announcer says those words, you have to drink. And I think if we create Bounty Bingo, where if they say certain words like Anthony Hargrove and Joe Vitt and Bounty and Sean Payton, I think if we created that, I think probably 25 to 30 percent of the Canal Street Chronicle's audience Would have to have their stomach pumped from alcohol poisoning by the third quarter of the Redskins game.
0: Easily, easily. (laughs) Before, before, before Robert Griffin III gets carted off.
1: Yeah. And um, so I think this whole thing about let's put it behind us. I want to, but Kevin, they're not going to let us. It's just no,
0: no. It's not. It's not easy. You it's know, not going to be easy. You know, we hell. I wish we could go back to a to a simpler time in which we thought, okay, the suspensions have been handed down, it's over, it's done. We already know what the bad news is, so let's move on. No, no, we got we still got bickering and arguing, and 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 the whole the system isn't fair. Here's the, here's the bullshit evidence. We got Mike Freeman of all fucking people siding, basically siding with us. You got more media people still saying this doesn't, you know, all this is proved is a pay for performance. Hell, the Associated Press, the Associated Press calls it pay for performance in their stories and yet they still use bounty gate in the headline. Yeah. So, you know, like, like the media, the media, realizes that okay? Bounty gate still gets headline, so so we'll use that. But we can't call it pay for injury because that's bullshit, and nothing we've seen indicates that. So it's pay for performance, or or, or really, I mean, what it was gonna, what it really is, and what I hope it devolves to is pool, <laughs> play, uh, you know, a play, a player pool. I mean. It's a, it, I mean, that's, that's what it's gonna be. A player pool in which a coach, in which a coach or coaches may have participated and somebody outside the club may have participated in. Yeah. Uh, for, 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 uh, big hits, uh, key plays and the like. And yeah. because the guy, and because the, the, the coach, uh, because the coach encouraging this got a little too coarse and a little too fervent in his language. Uh, suddenly it becomes this, uh, this scheme, this uh, conspiracy to mortally wound, uh, the, uh, the gunslinger and, uh, the, and Kurt. Kerr- well, well, I'm perfect. Yeah. I would have
1: been perfectly fine with them maiming the gunslinger. And I think all of America agrees with me on that.
0: Yeah. Let's not yeah. let's not kid
1: let's not kid ourselves. Ninety percent of America, all of America except for Minnesota, when the Saints were lighting up far was fucking loving it. Oh yeah.
0: And, and and anybody anybody who says shame on the Saints for crushing Brett Favre and that isn't a Vikings fan or isn't an NFL league official needs to just go fuck themselves.
2: Because
0: because uh, let me tell you something. The Saints. The Saints were doing America a favor. Just like, just like the fucking Buffalo Bills guys did America a favor by absolutely fucking crushing Greg Favre and ending that stupid streak.
1: <laughs> I think, I think that's a perfect way to end this podcast, my friend. I think it is, but I have to, but we can't because we have to do the, the, um, the obligatory. Drew Brees is still not signed. Um, it didn't have anything, uh, Drew Brees related this week as far as the contract. Uh, where are you on the Dave Cariello, uh, panic meter? Are, are, are you the same? Uh,
0: no, I, I'm not, I'm not really panicked. I, I'm really not. Uh, I'm more, uh, you know, again, all I'm thinking about is defending him against people that, that want to question his, uh, patriotism or love of the troops uh that and you know I it maybe maybe if I was worried, let's see. I would say that I am war I I am as worried about Drew Brees' contract right now as Drew Brees was worried about seeing that house spider today.
1: <laughs> you, so, spend, you spend way, too, you spend way too much time on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I know, and
1: it was down today for quite a while. So I was. Uh, it was America. America was in a, America was in a state of panic.
0: In production.
1: And it was. <laughs> no, everybody was. It wasn't productive. Everybody was like, "Why isn't Twitter fucking working?" They weren't doing actual work. Come on now. All right, Kevin. On that note, um, thank you for defending Drew Brees and making America understand that he loves the troops. I don't think they were clear on that, but he made it clear, so that's good. Uh, so, Kevin Hell, Dave Cariello, for America, I'm Ralph Walbro. Until next week, peace that's Kevin not the true essay.